Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Dear listeners, the RV is back with another episode. Today we are headed to Macau to talk to Maddie Kelly. Maddie is a project manager, an Instagram creator, has a YouTube channel and is the author of the new book, What I Gave You. So, Maddie, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much, Lucia. I am so excited to be here. I could not be more thrilled to be joining you on this drive. Oh, I'm happy to give you this, right? So, Maddie, you are from Las Vegas, but you lived in Hong Kong, London, and now in Macau. What brought you to Macau? It's a funny story, actually. Um, when I was 12 years old, my parents decided to move to Hong Kong for their work. Um, and of course, I'm 12, so I don't have a say. And they picked us up and we moved across the entire world. And it, that was sort of my first taste of independence. Hong Kong and China in general is very safe. There's very little crime. So I was allowed to, as a little kid, explore the city on my own. I remember taking taxis and driving anywhere in the city to meet my friends and just exploring. And it was a feeling that I will never forget. And I think it's why I've lived in so many different places because I love to explore and to go on my own and adventure and see all kinds of different cultures, eat different food. So after that year, we only spent a year in Hong Kong. We thought we were going to be there forever, but it turned out that we ended up going back to the United States. So I finished school in the U.S. And then my parents, once I graduated from high school, asked my brother and I if, if we would be okay with them moving back to China. And, you know, my brother and I now are officially both out of the house. He's older than me. And so we both said, you guys go, you live your best lives. We will be fine. And so my parents have been in Macau ever since 2014. And um, after I you know, graduated from college and I started my first job. I worked for Disney before and I just wanted to get some real experience in the workforce. As you know, I'm a project manager. So getting that opportunity at such a young age is really rare. And luckily Macau is full of opportunity for young people. So my parents were like, why don't you come over here and get some work experience? So in 2019, I packed myself up again and moved across the entire world. And I have been here ever since. That sounds so adventurous. And which language do they speak there in Macau? 
So normally in China, the main language is Mandarin, but in the southern regions, so in Hong Kong, Taiwan, in Macau, they speak Cantonese. So it's Chinese, but just a different dialect. And um, it's a lot more complicated than Mandarin. I speak conversational Mandarin, like I can get, you know, to and from home. I can ask basic questions, but Cantonese is a whole other beast that I have not been inclined to venture into. So uh, I can get by with my Mandarin and people understand, especially because most of the other countries in China speak that language. So Macau is a very transient place. It's a casino industry, very much like Vegas, like a very similar lifestyle. Um, lots of tourists that come in. So most of the locals know how to speak Mandarin. That's uh, so like you left Vegas and then you are leaving the place that is like yeah. has the same industry. Isn't it funny how the universe works like that, where you just, especially as a young person, like you cannot wait to be away from home. Like I just couldn't wait to go to college. I couldn't wait to be away from my parents. I couldn't wait to be independent. And then we end up gravitating towards places that feel like home. Or my favorite thing is as a kid, I always used to be like, oh, I just, I never want to be like my mom. And then every single day now, I notice so many more traits that she has that I've, you know, been instilled with. And I couldn't be more thrilled because I love my mom and she's an amazing person. And so I'm, I would be lucky to be very similar to her, but it's just silly how like the universe comes full circle sometimes. Yes, that's, uh, there are so many things that happen that we cannot understand. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you are a project manager. When did you no, you want to start writing. Um, writing for me has always been a part of my life. It is just who I am. I am not the type of person to share my emotions very easily. Um, much to the frustration of my best friend. She is my soulmate and she gets so frustrated because she's like, Maddie, why don't you ever tell me about the things that you're going through when you're going through them? I tend to wait until I've situated it and I've gone through it and I'm coming out the other side before I tell somebody about some like an issue that I'm having. And so instead of speaking to somebody else, I write. It's like having a conversation with myself and it's just how I process my emotions. So in these moments of like intense feeling so whether that's happiness or anger or sadness like whatever it might be in the moment that's what fuels me to put words onto paper and without it I'm sure I would be probably an insane person because this is just how I I deal with my stuff <laughs> and without it I'm sure I would be like a bottle of champagne that's been shook up and waiting to just explode yes I understand and have you ever written a memoir? I haven't ventured into that realm yet. Uh, my first book I wrote in 2018, and it was nonfiction, which was a very strange experience. And in fact, um, the only negative review I've gotten on Amazon for that book was someone saying that I filled the book with my own fantasies and my own fiction. Um, which I guess they didn't appreciate in a nonfiction book. But for me, I think it was a real eye opener to be like, okay, clearly I love to write. 
and maybe I should just do something creative and just go with it. And so the book that I'm about to publish is actually a collection of the poetry and the prose that I've written forever, basically since, you know, I, I left home and went to college and I was 18. So this is the experience of my life in my 20s as told by yours truly. And I'm so excited about it because it is the first time I've ever allowed myself to express this side of me with the world. I just have never received feedback on my work and I feel as much as it is a, a, a therapeutic experience for me, I appreciate the artistry that it takes to write poems and to write poetry and there's so much that goes into it that I'm actually learning through the editing process now. You know, I've never had constructive criticism because I've never shared it with anybody. And so when I went to publish this book, the, the thing that I kept in my head was the reason that I'm doing this is because I want to get better. I want to improve. I want to continue writing, like maybe try memoirs, maybe jump into fiction. I've always wanted to try fiction, but it has been very intimidating. And so I just, you know, I'm always constantly improving, trying to get better, trying to learn as much as I can. And I still don't even realize how much of my creativity has been leashed by my own self. Like uh, throughout my life, I always said, you know, creativity is just a hobby. It's not something that is actually going to be able to pay the bills. It's not something that I can pursue, even if I'm passionate about it. And so recently I've been having to like unwire that type of mentality and that type of thinking in order to allow myself to pursue whatever brings me joy um, with equal fervor as I would my day job. You know, I love what I do. I love to manage projects um, and I love to write. And so I, I think I should allow myself the freedom to pursue both options. So if you're listening to this right now, this is a sign for you to pursue whatever brings you joy. <laughs> yes, this is a very good tip for our listeners. <laughs> Your last book is called What I Gave You. So can you tell us quickly what it's about? Yes. So What I Gave You is a collection of poetry that explores life in your 20s. So everything from first love, first heartbreak, first job, first taste of independence. It is a bit of a roller coaster emotionally, but at the end, you come to a sense of peace and you're looking forward to the next chapter in your life. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm really finally confident in the direction I'm taking with my life, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. And uh, I'll give you a little sneak peek. The, the title itself refers to the experiences that the universe has given me. So what you will read is a product of the experiences that I've had in my life. And some are also fictional characters that I've made up in my own head, um, and then also it refers to what I'm giving my readers. So this is everything that I am. It's my dreams. It's my hopes. It's my, my heart and my soul. So it's a little bit of a two-way street. You know, it's like what life has given me. And then now it's what I'm able to give you in, in return. <laughs> and when are you publishing this book? Yeah, it's publishing in December. So it'll come out soon. Pre-orders start in November. 
but I just got off the phone with our cover designer and I'm so excited because I think it's going to be really, really amazing. I'm sure it will. And poetry always seems more personal than any other form of writing. So do you draw from your personal experience to write your poems or what inspires you? I absolutely draw a lot of my poems from life, my own experiences. Um, for example, I was in a relationship for seven years and we just recently broke up. And so that has played a huge role in my life. You know, that was a relationship that I've had essentially since I was 18. So my entire adult life so far was with this one person and that change is massive and it's huge and it's surprising me in so many ways. And so I draw inspiration from that, but I am also a huge fiction reader. Like I love to read, I love to watch TV. I love anime, I'm a huge nerd, like Disney, Marvel, all that, Harry Potter, I've read it 80 times. I am like the biggest nerd on the planet. So I get a lot of inspiration from that too. So while a lot of the poems in my book are about experiences that I've had in my own life, at a certain point, I got kind of tired about writing about myself. I was like, ugh, I'm so over this. Like I get it, we've had these experiences, things are rough. And at a certain point I was like, you know what? I want to tell other stories. And Taylor Swift's album Folklore was a huge inspiration for me. I died 12 times over, over that album. Like I, I loved it so much. And hearing her, like a queen who has built her entire career on writing albums about herself and her heartbreaks to step outside of herself and to start writing stories about other people, these characters that she creates in her head. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I could do that too. And so I would, you know, listen to the album and, and live my life. And then all of a sudden I would start to see characters in my head. Um, you know, like, a highway when it's raining with neon signs and headlights and a diner with this waitress who looks very plain, but she has something underneath that's just a little bit more interesting. And I would see these scenes in my head and I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to get a piece of paper and a pen like so fast, otherwise I'm gonna lose it. And that was how I was starting to experience inspiration. And it's been such a whirlwind. And It's so exciting and it's so much fun, but it's also terrifying at the same time. As a writer, and particularly I feel this as a poet, um, my biggest fear is that I'm going to wake up one day and all of a sudden like, no, I'm not going to have anything left up here to give. And it's a terrifying thought because now I've stepped foot into this new realm and I'm so thrilled and I'm so excited. But I think all artists get nervous that one day it's just going to stop. You know, actually my ex, uh, he's an artist. He does graphic design. And this is something that he would talk about a lot is he would go through these insane bouts of creativity. And then he would have these dry spells where he couldn't create anything. And it was always such a low point. It was so hard to watch him go through that because I knew he was so talented and I knew he was so great, but It's still, I can understand so much more now that I've allowed myself to be creative. I understand what he was going through because it's never going to go away, but 
sometimes it feels like it will. And those moments are the scariest moments because it's something you love so deeply. And it's a huge part of you that you fear one day will just like disappear. Maybe you can also have your own album. Out of curiosity, do you know how to sing? I love to sing in the shower. I love to sing in the car. I enjoy karaoke. I wouldn't consider myself a singer by nature, but it's funny you say that because when I showed my mom my poetry for the first time, her first reaction was, these are lyrics. These are song lyrics. And I think that I'd love to explore that in the future. I would love to work with an artist and to get in the studio and to write a song. Uh, I think that would just be magical. It would be like such a great full circle moment for me because it, music is a huge inspiration for my writing. Uh, they feel like songs. I think that they might are maybe they're supposed to be. I don't know. We'll find out. But I'm going to put it out into the universe that I would like to be a part of an experience such as songwriting and lyrics and things like that. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm -hmm. And you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. You also started a YouTube channel that shows your day-to-day -day life. What do you hope viewers will take away from your channel? I think authors are out of reach. Um, poets feel very elusive, you know, and authors in general, especially once you get to a certain level, are like any real celebrity, right? They're relatively out of touch. And so for me, I wanted to create the opposite experience. I wanted my, I wanted to show the relatability of just being a person. And I wanted to show vulnerability in that way. Um, so I'm not, I mean, like it's YouTube, so I'm still gonna edit and I'm not gonna show you I'm not going to show me like crying on the floor, but I will be honest. And when I do silly things, like for example, one time I was filming in an elevator and the elevator door opened and there was like another person about to come in the elevator. And so I just got off the elevator because uh, I was like embarrassed because they were like seeing me film. And I was like, ah, this is not what I expected. And so I got out on the elevator, on the, on the floor. And I was like, oh no, this is, this is not, the floor I was supposed to get off of. And so it's like moments like that when 
it's like, okay, yeah, this is awkward and weird. And I am awkward and weird on the inside. Like I do so many strange things. I'm silly and I'm fun. And I want people to see those kinds of experiences and be like, okay, this girl really looks like she has it together. You know, on paper, I have a full-time job. I write a book. I'm getting my master's. Like I'm, I'm doing all of these things that make it seem like I'm one thing. But when you read my work and when you watch my YouTube videos, you see that I'm so much more than just what I look like on paper. You know, I'm a real person. I make mistakes. I don't like to make mistakes, but I make mistakes and I trip and fall or I spill on myself. Like it's just things like that. I think that are important to show people that you can be more than just one thing, like especially on social media where we are encouraged to box ourselves into one thing. Like, are you a fashion blogger? Are you a fitness blogger? And those labels I found always very constricting and difficult for me because I'm not just one thing, right? I'm not just interested in fashion. I'm not just interested in art. I work out on a regular basis, but I am not a fitness blogger. And those, you know, that there's so much more to me than just the one. And so I want to demonstrate that via my social media. And Maddie, what is life like in Macau? It's different than any place that I've ever lived before. London is very similar to the West. Um, life runs at a very similar pace. Here has been a bit of an adjustment. I'm thankful that I've lived in different countries before because I think it makes the transition a lot easier. So understanding, especially like a working culture is very different. So for example, at work, people are very anti-confrontation and that could be something as simple as, you know, Hey, I asked you for this information a week ago. I still haven't received it. And to go and speak to them about that face to face. And if you don't approach the situation in a certain way, they will just shut down. And so that's very different from Western culture, right? Where we're very used to like being like, Hey, I need this right now. And why didn't you get it to me sooner? And things like that, where here you have to approach things in a very different way. So it forces you to step outside of yourself and put yourself in somebody else's shoes and consider different ways to approach any situation. Um, Macau is a very, very small country. We live on a tiny little island. The island is like, you could drive 30 minutes from one side to the other and then that you've seen it all. But the lifestyle here is really cool. The food is incredible. We have some of the most amazing restaurants, Michelin stars up the wazoo. And all in this little tiny space, you know, next contrasting to that, you have these incredible local eateries that serve delicious Chinese food, Cantonese food, Western food is amazing here. Like some of the best pasta I've ever had is here in Macau. French food is incredible. Like there's just so much to Macau and because it's so transient and because it's such a touristy town, there's so much to see. Uh, and there's so much to do. Although, you know, I'm running on almost two years now where I haven't been able to leave because they closed down the borders for COVID. And I'm starting to run out of things to do. I'm starting to run out of things to see. 
you know, like at least in the US, you guys can drive to different states where uh, mm, no, we don't we don't really have different states here. So it's been interesting, but it's uh, it's an amazing experience. And I'm learning to be more present and to be in the moment and to try new things and to stay focused on self-improvement. And I have my cat and really that's all I need in life. And Maddie, you mentioned living through your 20s can lead to finding your purpose. What is your purpose? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, my purpose really leans toward growth and constant improvement. I don't think that purpose is a career or marriage or, you know, travel. Like those to me are amazing things that we do along the way or that we do continuously. But for me, self-improvement and constant growth and self-betterment is something that I think will be a constant throughout my life. I always say that I think about things in three to five year spans um, because my interests change, right? The me right now is working in projects and I get to build amazing attractions and that is really cool. And I love to write right now. And so I keep doing the things that bring me joy now. And then in three to five years, that Maddie will be able to make a decision about our next step based on the opportunities that are presented to us in that moment. So I can't necessarily say what I'm going to be quote unquote doing down the road because I don't know what opportunities are going to be presented to me. I don't know what life is going to throw at me. I mean, this, if COVID has taught me anything, it's that we have to be present in the moment because you never know what is going to happen in life. And so if I focus instead on becoming my best self, becoming the best version of myself, becoming my best authentic self, you know, dealing with my inner saboteur. And if I stay focused on those things, the life will take me on a beautiful path and I just have to be along for the ride. And so my purpose, I think, to answer your question in short is to become the best version of myself. That's, that's the best answer that you can give. <laughs> yeah. And Thank you. Um, yes. So you have to come back to talk about your book again, to show your cover, and also to tell me if you changed your goals. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Maddie, you accomplished a lot. You're so young. Thank you. Do you think you are going to keep writing and maybe more doing more things, like, I mean, related to arts? Absolutely. So as you said, my book publishes in December. I actually graduate from my master's program in December as well. And the project that I'm working on at work is going to be finished in December. So come December, I'm going to have a lot of available time. And I'm really looking forward to it because this last year has been crazy busy. So I'm thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to just sort of live. I don't think it's going to last very long because I don't like to be bored, 
So we'll see what work has to, has in store for us, but I absolutely want to keep writing. I mean, just going through this editing process with my poems, I have learned so much about poetry and how much freedom there is with poetry. You know, you can play with form and structure of your actual poem itself. You aren't limited by any constraints that any other author is. And that is so fun. I have not, I, I didn't even realize that that was an option when I've been writing because before it was just like in my notes app really quick, just writing something down. I never have sat in like polished my writing. And so now I'm just getting a taste of what the possibilities could be. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, so this is going to be like the baby version, like iPhone three status. I think that I'm going to continue to keep writing and eventually we'll have like an iPhone 12 version where we're going to start to see my growth continue. And uh, as I, as I continue to refine my creative skills, at least that's what I hope. You will. And where can our listeners find you? Yes. So please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at hi, H-I-M-A-D-D-I-E, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Um, you can just search Maddie Kelly on Instagram and you can find me. That's where I do like most of my daily updates. And then of course my YouTube channel is a fun place to drop by. Uh, additionally, um, when my book publishes in December, you'll be able to purchase it on Amazon, basically anywhere that you can purchase your books. But for the most recent updates and for the latest information, that will all be located on my Instagram. And also I checked your page and your wall is just beautiful, Maggie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love your Instagram. So I hope we can talk again. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. See, this has been so much fun. I have enjoyed every single second of being on the phone with you and being in the car with you, being in this RV together has been an amazing experience. Thank you for so much for inviting me on the show. Um, I'll see you in December. Yes. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.